Me too. Those eightful scum went and encircled Colonel Baden-Powell at Mafeking. And they're advancing on Ladysmith. That's why I volunteered. Hard to get in, you know. Lots of fellows got turned down. Too short, too young. Size of chest or fitness. Though some got in because of who they knew, he went on proudly. They say about a thousand of us is going to get on that there Sardinian Monday. Quite a force, Jack exclaimed. Bringing two or three doctors, some nurses, even a YMCA man, all to look after us. And uh, who is the chaplain, by the way? Someone from Ontario? Jack wondered if the clergyman in question had volunteered or been selected by his bishop. Chaplain? Oh, chaplain, father. Jack frowned. You sure? Yes, father. My cousin, he's captain of A Company. We're from Manitoba. Regular churchgoer, so he got complaining last night on the train. The Frenchies, they got one, but we don't. Jack absorbed that. How dare they send off this young laddie with others his age to face death and suffering without a spiritual counselor? He pulled himself together and gestured. Now, if you just go on up straight ahead, turn left, and go down Rue Saint-Louis, you'll be sure to find lots of restaurants with whatever you like to eat. The soldier thanked him and set off. Jack turned right before Place d'Armes and strode up St. Anne Street, now even more worried and still haunted by his dreams. These young Canadians going into battle? How would he have felt if, even before attending university, he'd had to face a murderous foe? Not many hardened veterans hereabouts, just happy-go-lucky fellows with little hint of malice. Here they all were, for the first time in their lives, traipsing up and down the quaint old narrow streets that might have belonged to some crumbling city in Europe. How would they survive against these beastly and bloodthirsty boars? He entered the close of Holy Trinity Cathedral, center of the vast Quebec diocese, an area that included much of Labrador and most of Quebec, five times the size of England. As the seat of the bishop, it drew Jack back every month or so from his little parishes around Lac Saint-Jean. The cathedral's day-to-day goings-on fell, as was usual, to the dean, Lennox Williams, who'd been born in Lennoxville where Jack attended Bishop's University. Jack had even coached a bit of rugby across St. Francis River at Bishop's College School, which Lennox had attended, so they might have something in common. But no, on the whole, the dean paid Jack scant attention. And this weekend, the bishop, Andrew Hunter Dunn, would have far too much on his hands, so the dean was his only conduit to resolving the question of a chaplain. Opening the door to the church office, Jack saw his stiff figure bent over the desk of their prim secretary, Margaret. Um, may I have a word with you, Dean? Not just now, Alford. We're expecting a packed cathedral tomorrow. Canon Scott is preaching. His high forehead over well-marked dark eyebrows, his dark, heavy moustache, and short, neat beard all signaled a fearsome presence to Jack. Oh, I look forward to that. So all the troops are Church of England, then? 
Mostly, I'd say, mumbled Williams. Some Presbyterians, I'm told, and of course Romans, mostly French from this province. Father O'Leary is leading a low mass for them tomorrow in the Basilica. He's embarking with them, we've heard. As the dean turned to go, Jack asked, Have you heard who is representing us? No idea. Whoever he is, he's not preaching tomorrow at any rate. I've heard they've not chosen a clergyman as chaplain yet. Impossible, Alford. Of course they have. They must have. No, sir, I've heard not. The dean, preoccupied with tomorrow's service, was paying little attention. But still, the horror of these young innocents heading off to fight and die for the empire distressed Jack. Did they not deserve succor? Could it be true that not one of the clergy had volunteered? He had no intention of going off himself, but...